the Pacific Classic Day early pick five edition of the Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is offering you a chance to win $15 million in prizes with Best Ball Mania 4. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a $100 deposit bonus up to $100. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. And we're also brought to you by our College Football Bankroll Challenge. Up to $3,000 for grabs. Get all the details over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bankroll. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And as always, it's all good, baby, baby. Oh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I've got my Cuban link on. Yes, Cuban B. Your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oakland. They say Mississippi burning up, sipping, serving, and sherbet. How's everyone doing? I know, I know I, I talked to everyone seriously with my, with my daddy voice, uh, last episode, uh, but we're, we're back to being freewheeling and fancy free, uh, and joining me in the freewheeling and fancy free, uh, someone who I've got a lot of respect for, uh, not only as a handicapper, but as a pedigree analysis, uh, some people like the term pedigeek. I don't know if that's derogatory or not. I'll let her decide. Ladies and gentlemen. Jessica Tugwell joining the show for her second time. Jessica, welcome. Thanks for having me back, Chase. I'm glad I uh, earned earned a spot to uh, come back here. And I think I think that Ren Carruthers kind of has uh, like trademarked the petty geek, not officially, but like unofficially. Yeah, I don't know I, if she's got steal that. If she's if she doesn't have merch yet, uh, you should really uh, just jump on it before her and trademark it and. <laughs> And just because I, I mean, there's nothing wrong just with the good old guy. fashioned. Yeah, there's. Listen, everyone, I found and Matthew DeSantis has talked about this before. The cross section of horse players who also love professional wrestling, uh, for some reason, is huge. Uh, I don't get it. I'm personally not a huge fan of professional wrestling. I like some of the personalities, I guess. But what I've learned from just being on Twitter and watching horse players tweet about wrestling is that everyone loves a heel. So if you could be the heel there, then <laughs> you're going to be everyone's hero right away. Um, how's your, how's your summer racing been going? What have you been focusing on? What have you been up to? I know you headed up to Saratoga for a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, the Saratoga wasn't great to be completely honest with you. I uh, arrived Whitney day. So that's kind of all that is, right. uh, but you know, been trying to uh, just, kind of take a little bit of a step back to be honest i'm focusing just real hard on the keeneland september sale right now and my work there been you know following you know i watched the travers but um it chose that i was going to watch replays that day and that proved to be a fortuitous choice on my part i was it was a weird day i like woke up and i was like because we'd planned to like would trust the profits i was like oh why don't we do like a live stream and then I woke up and I was like, hey, guys, I'm way too anxious today to do a live stream. I'm sorry, not going to do it. I'm just going to watch replays. And sure enough, it yeah. was not a great day. So, you know, I've been trying to kind of get a little bit of a, a step back and then uh, refresh by focusing on all the babies uh, and yeah. the Keeneland September sale coming up. So it was kind of fun to get back to handicapping for the sequence today. 
So I, I'm sure you've got, uh, I'm not going to ask you to, to spill your secrets or anything, but I'm sure you've got a few hips that you're, you're interested in, in the, uh, oh, yeah. on the, on the <laughs> auction block. The hips don't lie folks. The hips don't <laughs> lie. Uh, so Jessica's joining me, uh, as we know, I'm, I'm currently on my, my Saratoga, uh, slash Naira boycott. Uh, fortunately for us, Delmar has a killer card for Pacific classic day. Uh, so we're, we're taking our focus out West and, uh, I, I'm doing the early pick five with Jessica today. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to take a look at the, the late pick five with all the stakes races. And, uh, the reason I thought it was important to cover this early pick five is it might pay uh I, I don't know uh generational wealth money enough where you're able to say things like this hey 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 don't rub on that you block that you understand that's alpaca that's twenty five thousand dollar alpaca you block that shit right. you don't rub them put the club soda on there i'm talking denzel's alpaca kind of money um there's it's Three, uh, what? Sorry, three maiden races make up this uh, make up the sequence. But let me go ahead and set everything up for us. We're talking Delmar Saturday, this Saturday, the second of September, year of our Lord, twenty twenty three. Uh, we're playing the early pick five, first post for the sequence and for the card in general. You know, because it's the early pick five, four thirty p.m. Eastern, three thirty God's time, one thirty specific time zone. That's one of my pet peeves is when people say specific instead of <laughs> Pacifics. It's like, how did you get past second grade? We're going to see how I made it past handicapping second grade when we talk about this sequence. So let's go ahead and kick it off with the eight furlong, $82,000 maiden special weight. This one is on the turf. I, I felt the urge to go super deep here uh, on my ticket, but I actually managed to, to trim it to three. Was this a race where you felt like you uh, you needed a lot of coverage? Yeah, I, I had four that I felt like I needed in here. Well, I guess three that I felt like I needed and one that I just thought I would kick myself if uh, she wanted a price. So I, I mean, my first thought was Irish Rose in here. Uh, the six horse who looks to be the speed of the race. Honestly, if you couldn't find a spot elsewhere in the card, this might be a decent single, I think. Uh, I think that uh, Irish Rose kind of just has the ability to go come back second off a layoff, step up, has the best speed figures coming in, and should have the advantage of getting the lead in here. But there were some other interesting horses that could definitely make some noise. I thought that... Uh, the 330 carats could improve stretching out in what is essentially her second start. And I thought that the first time starter star of the night was a little interesting with some big works coming in here. And Mark Glatt, you know, can win 17% first out. And then the one horse who I think, you know, the morning line's not out yet. So I'm not sure what kind of price we're looking at here. We, but we're talking think Sakura is, flavor. Uh, we're talking best year ever. Oh, okay. I thought that this horse getting onto the turf was intriguing. Um, and switching over to a trainer, uh, Salvador Naranjo. I'm not sure. I haven't heard anybody say that name yet. Um, whose horses have been absolutely on fire this meet with five starters, two wins, a place in a show. And I just thought that this horse, something about this horse just I found interesting. Has a couple of good works at Los Al coming in. And hasn't really gotten out of the gate well in either start. And by hard spun and out of a Tisnell mare, I thought that the turf kind of made sense there. And that this was just an, an interesting horse that I think you'll get a decent price on. 
So are you a person who gets excited when you see a, a gigantic morning line price on your or your horses? Or are you someone who gets a, a little bit uh, a, a little bit concerned? I, I get I'm thrilled. You're thrilled to find a, a high morning line price. I mean, that's that's the whole game is to find the horse that's going to win that nobody else likes. So I love when I see a big morning line price. Now, if it's like a field of first time starters and there's a high morning line price, that would be a different story that would be one where i would get a little little concerned but you know in a race like this where we're looking at horses with at least some experience and form to go on uh you know if if that horse is 20 to morning line that would be fantastic get ready to get excited hit me with the horse man y'all ready let's go because that horse is 30 to 1 uh, on the morning line so you've got an absolute bomber in there with uh with best year ever at 30 to 1 sitting on the morning line um it makes my uh picks look minuscule honestly in comparison um i tried to key in on horses that i thought uh had shown the ability to pass previously and there are two that i like and the one that i'm throwing in for angle's sake the the first one was sakura flavor 15 to 1 uh we it's patrick gallagher train we got dvd up and this one cuts back to the eight furlong distance where it had its best career finish. Hasn't hit the board yet at Del Mar, but show big improvement the second time over the surface in the speed figure department. Um, the other one I used was, uh, this is my, my skimpy price, five to one on the four night blue. Uh, Irish bred horse makes its way across the pond after running in what looked like maiden stakes races in Ireland at, a, I th- think, uh, Dundalk. Uh, it applies Lasix for the first time today. And I always like the play of these foreign invaders shipping across the pond and then applying the the, the go-go juice uh, for the first time. And then I, I also settled on the eight, Lunar Impact, at 12 to 1. Uh, the horse took a step forward when running on the Del Mar turf for the first time and showed the ability to pass horses in that start with a hot pace out, out in front of her. The stretch out will be a question mark, but I'm getting a fair price to ask that question. Uh, after two trouble starts, uh, then a race over a new track, I, I don't think we've seen the best of this horse yet. And the previous results make me wonder if this one has been begging for a little bit extra runway. Been running at much shorter distances and just kind of coming up, you know, short by a couple links. where if you give this horse three more furlongs, maybe it gets up. So that might be one that I probably win bet uh, in this sequence. Yeah, Night Blue, the... Um... Irish shipper is another is one that would also make sense in here, and I can't fault you with Sakura flavor either. And I mean, yeah, I I could see lunar impact. I don't know how much I love the stretch out for that one with pedigree, but True. I mean the you know Dan Blacker's what's that two for six going two sprints to a route, so you could definitely get some improvement on that horse. So yeah, no, I that that kind of. I think says a lot for how wide open the race is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think that we had a, a single horse in common on our ticket. No. So, and we um, both went, we both picked three, four horses and we did not pick the same three or four horses. So all, all I can say is uh, <laughs> there's a good chance that one of us will be saying uh, that's why God made pick fours uh, by the time right. that uh, race two rolls around. Uh, also, God made college football and college football is back. And to celebrate, SGPN is giving away a bunch of cash in our college football bankroll challenge. It's free to enter. It's a season-long contest. 1000 to first, 500 to second, but the prizes double to 2000 and 1000 if you're a Patreon for the college football season. 
Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bankroll or click the link in the app. And it's week one already. Are you ready, college football fans? Because DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with can't-miss offer for the start of the season. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to, to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. There's all sorts of good stuff going week one. Hey, me, personally, I don't know if it's just because I love XFL Gym, but I'm taking the Cornhuskers on the money line tonight against Minnesota. Boom, I said it. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. I really need to start looking for like speed reading jobs, I think. What do you think, Jessica? <laughs> you think, I think you could do it. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh. The trick is if you speak really fast that people don't often recognize that you have little or nothing of substance to, to <laughs> say to them. That's that's my trick. That's how I've gotten through life. Uh, we've gotten through leg one. We're moving on to leg two. It's eight furlongs, a $16,000 non-winners of two lifetime claiming race on the dirt. It's a pretty tough little restricted uh, – res- uh, <laughs> oh, see – See, if I should have just kept speaking fast through that, it's a very tough little race for restricted uh, ho- uh, restricted to horses who have only won ra- one race in their careers. Um, I've got, I'm not going to say it's a bold play, but it's a boldish play. Uh, I'm going to let the suspense build. Jessica, what did you think of the second race? I-, I thought it was tough. Yeah, I thought it was pretty tough. I thought there was, again, a horse in here that like if you really wanted – I thought Clooney was probably the horse to beat um, coming in, dropping, just has better speed figures than anybody. But I'm not sure he's going to get the pace that he wants to run at, which is where the six frost alert kind of caught my eye. But that horse's best races have come on turf. And I'm not sure that he's as good on the dirt. So then I kind of ended up going to group hug the one horse who's kind of been at this level, coming down to this level, uh, went for the 16 last time, but has pretty consistent form. I mean, has run third in his last three starts and is coming back second time with the trainer, stretching out to a route. And so I feel like group hug would be my, my top pick in here, but I felt like you could probably go 110 in here and be all right. I I felt like with like the composition of, of this pick five sequence, it makes me th- think where I, I have to get skinny somewhere mm-hmm. at, at some point. And I wasn't sure that the other uh, race featuring, you know, horses that have actually run against other horses or the majority of them have run against other horses and won races before uh, was really the place to do it, especially in that last leg. So yeah. I, I decided to uh, to get bold here and, and i'm talking single bold um, yes i'm yes, i'm saying uh, i want to mingle you want to mingle yeah now- i decided to single 
a horse that I feel like is going to make its own luck in this race. It's not dependent on a setup or anything, which means basically if you're looking for a, uh, you know, a, a me to English dictionary, it's the early speed. It's who I thought could get out and maybe wire this field. So I'm singling frost alert uh, four to one, you know, Steve Knapp returns Frost Alert to dirt after being thrown to much deeper waters on a different uh, surface after breaking the Maiden. You made an interesting point, which the horse actually did improve speed figure-wise over turf, but the lone career win comes over the dirt at a mile. So I think that's kind of like a make what you will uh, from it. It, mm -hmm. it could be that you you know you you think that the the horse is better on turf, or it could mean that the horse is better on dirt. Uh, one thing I will say is it's coming out of much deeper deeper waters. Uh, it, it's definitely getting a drop in class there, and you know this horse has to have the lead. I think if no one beats this horse to the lead at the first call, it might be smooth sail sailing for me, unless just a, a crazy pace duel kind of develops here and i'm not sure that we get it uh so i i got a single somewhere in this ticket so I, i'm 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 putting my chips on on frost alert yeah yeah i have a lot of respect for that i i think that there's there's only one horse in here who might be able to get close and i think that's the eight but i think that he is faster than the eight and it, in a race like this that speed could be deadly yeah, it, I mean, it's it's very much a buyer beware uh, when you have one of these horses that, that will quit when it's headed. And this is, I mean, this is a Ricky Bobby horse. If you're not first, you're last. Like, it, it will 100% pack it up and drop anchor if someone pokes that nose out ahead uh, if it gets in there. So, now that I've, you know, given you all sorts of confidence uh, on singling this horse, that's my single. <laughs> Here we go. Hitting, uh, we'll call it the Wednesday leg, leg three, race three, six furlongs, another $82,000 maiden special weight. Uh, this is, it could be a little bit of a crapshoot. I'm throwing darts in this race. This is where uh, Jessica's uh, pedigree uh, knowledge really can shine because there's a ton of first-time starters. We got uh, Dos Bobs, uh, El Dos Robertos um, is what I would say, and I did not pass Spanish for anybody who was wondering. Um, I'll go ahead and lead it off here. Uh, I, I'm going to tee it up for, for Jessica since, since she is my, uh, my resident pedigree expert. I went four deep. Uh, I, I started with the two Mr. Fabricator at, at 10 to one. It suffered a bad start last out and still finished third, albeit not while making up ground. So borderline showed the ability to pass horses. Um, the next one, I, I went with the other, other Bob, uh, the four wind me up at four to one. I, I think it's a, a classic spot for an other bobbing where he gets the, the local jock up, uh, Juan Hernandez, AKA, and I don't know why my friends call him this, but I like the nickname, big Dick Juan. Uh, they're hitting at 48% over the last 29 starts, uh, together. And I think that's dangerous. And, you know, I, I kind of like that as a sneaky angle to favor this one over the Bob horse with, uh, with Pratt up. Uh, also use the nine stay hot hot at six to one and I, it's the fastest of the two horses with racing experiences and i mean it seemed pretty game after sitting fourth by two lengths at the first call still hung on and didn't fade after making a big move in the second uh in the second call uh to the second call and then uh the 10 final boss at five to one i i just don't think you can ever count out john sadler in, in california even if it's not a, a ronus racing horse I, I don't think that you can count it out um it's a first timer who that's an american pharaoh baby which i've come to regard as more of a turf pedigree um 
And this one also neared, you know, half a mil at the auction block. So I, I hope that it's live first out uh, where people are probably going to be pretty upset. Uh, Jessica, where did I go wrong? Um, Nowhere. Those I wasn't, I didn't need Mr. Fabricator was the only one of those who I didn't have as one of my top picks. The four wind me up is my top selection in here. Actually, um, you know, has solid Baffert works. And I liked that the dam has had uh, two of her four foals to race were winners on debut, including one on dirt, despite being uh, a kitten's joy mare. Uh, the Vino Rosas have come out running. And with that early, um, that early bullet and then kind of just typical quick, but more maintenance Baffert works, not quite as flashy as the works on the eight, as far as the time goes. Um, but I thought that with the pedigree on the four, that that horse made a lot of sense here. I could see the eight winning. Uh, the dam of the eight has produced a debut winner in four starters, but I wanted to give the edge, I think, to the four of the two Bafferts. And that was before I knew that the, the four was a higher price in the morning line. So I'm okay with that. Um, yeah. stay, stay Hot was my second pick in here. Uh, my only question is I think that horse might be better on turf. Um, but we'll see, uh, is, does have just one sibling who was a winner second out routing on the turf, um, and is, um, a half to a stakes winner. So there's some, uh, pedigree there, but it is, again, the stakes winner was also on turf. So we'll see, but clearly Peter Erden feels confident enough that this horse is handling the dirt to give him another shot on this surface. And I think that he could definitely win. I just love the works on the 10 final boss, just real consistent, quick times. Uh, American Pharaoh, obviously a good sire. Sadler can, can win first out. And then the one other horse that I wanted to, uh, there was actually two other horses I want to mention who I'm not sure that I need today, but would be remiss not to mention first is the, the $1.25 million purchase on the inside McVeigh, who is a half to um, two stakes winners, including Dixie chatter, who was a grade one winner at two, but I'm kind of just hoping in that case that with sheriffs, he'll give him a start. Does look like a horse who has a lot of potential though. And then another horse who I definitely don't really see winning today, but who I think, could be a little a decent horse is the seven Arthur. Uh, this was a horse that I shortlisted on pedigree at OBS April. I love the Uncle Mo Empire Maker or cross that he has there. So I, I thought he was an interesting horse to if he runs a, a decent race. I don't think he's gonna win today, but if he puts in a nice little run for uh Keith DeSormo, he's a horse to kind of keep an eye on as he continues in his career. There you go. Add Arthur to your virtual stables. Even if Arthur doesn't win this race, it's one that Jessica's got her eye on some as a horse going forward and at 15 to one on the morning line. Uh, I think that price also, you might get that price because there's always the chance that uh, the DeSormos will have a fist fight uh, pre-race. So, you know, we'll see how he rides with the black eye, I guess. Um <laughs> Yeah, with Keith DeSormo's first out stats, I really don't think this horse is the kind of world beater he'd have to be to win first out. But definitely watch how he runs. If he, you know, if he isn't just a complete dud out there, yeah. uh, watch him for the future. Well, by the way, 
This show is brought to you by your friends at Underdog Fantasy, who remind you that August is almost over, and you know what that means. Time is running out for you to draft your fantasy football team on Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. You set it, you forget it, and Underdog does the rest. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, the largest fantasy football contest of all time with $15 million in total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd, a ludicrous, spelled like the rapper, $3 million going to the winner. Do you have what it takes to win? To win it all? They even they put the little ellipse in there for me to... I raised my eyebrow. No one could see that, but I raised my eyebrow. The time is now. The last day of draft for the last day of draft for your fantasy football team is September 7th. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and sign up with promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. All right. And don't forget to check out the sports gambling podcast Patreon. How did I become a member of the sports gambling podcast family? You might hear about this on one of our behind the scenes podcasts. Uh, I had people, I had people vouch for me. I good old boyed my way into it. Um, you can sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar first prize. Uh, this week's weekly Patreon pick'em is all week one college football. The prize is a cornhole board, perfect for any college football tailgate. Patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. All right, we are in to the penultimate leg. Another maiden special weight, except this one is restricted to Cali breads. It's five and a half furlongs, uh, $82,000, and it's on the turf. And I have this one listed as just a, a spray and pray race. Um I ended up five deep here, which is one more than I typically try to go on my horizontal tickets. Uh, Jessica, what what do the uh, ancient leather-bound pedigree books uh, tell you for this one? Um, they tell me that the dam of the two, Uncle Chili, has three debut winners in five starters. So that horse was immediately on my uh, short list of horses that I feel you have to use in here. It has some good works. Mike Pipey wins at 10% first time out. Cool. Uh, the other firster that I was interested in was Freight Train Baby. Jeff Bondy, 19%. First time out, has some quick works coming in. And the dam has also produced a debut winner in three starters. But my top pick was the experience with Pete's Old Fashioned, who showed some speed in that debut and just got beat late. But is Adam Amer, who was a winner at two, has again, shown speed in that first race. I really thought the eight was going to be pretty tough in here. I, I kind of, I, I feel like I'm stealing a, a, a Jessica Tugwell angle here because I, I did think that it was important to kind of focus in on, on these horses that come from productive mares uh, because there's only a handful of them in this race. Everyone else uh, either, you know, they're the first, first foal to, to make the gate or uh, their, their other ones haven't really seen any success yet. Uh, so we, we do have a little bit of a, a crossover here with this one. At least we have common horses. Uh, the two, Uncle Chili, uh, six to one. Yeah, you pretty much said it all. Um, you know, five of seven, I believe, uh, to to win uh, with the uh, the, the uh, mayor's offspring. And uh, I believe they're 50% as a, as a two-year-old. Um, I also use the four, Mr. Big Bucks. Uh, this is just a, a personal angle preference play. 
which is I absolutely love Luis Mendez running two-year-olds. Uh, and I'm getting a great price with 10 to one. Uh, this one, a little bit of a, uh, productive mayor, um, you know, by Mr. Big. I also feel like Mr. Big is, is a little bit of a, more of a, a turf pedigree, uh, and do correct me if I'm wrong. Cause I also might be thinking of, uh, the big beast or something like that. Um, also used, uh, the eight Pete's old fashioned, like you said, and I mean, pretty game in the debut at five furlongs. Couldn't quite get the job done last out. Maybe got an education that will benefit it here. Uh, use the nine red Sunday four to one, another one out of a productive mayor for Peter Miller, like Jessica said, and the 10, which I want to call um, either nutsack or, or net sucker, but it's Nestuka at 15 to one. Uh, and this kind of just goes back to, I loves me some Luis Mendez with two-year-olds. Um, I feel like he, I don't know, it, he's not doing his most dangerous move, which seems to be if he gets some uh, a bug boy jock up with a, with a weight break. Uh, he used to kill with that angle. Uh, no weight breaks here, but I, I'm kind of leaning into his uh, his talent with uh, with first timers, especially young first timers. Love it, yeah. All right, here we go. It's it's the money leg. It is the time to get paid leg. Hide the money, y'all. There's poor people around. <laughs> with your broke ass. <laughs> Hopefully this is playing paying roughly one to one and a half escalades uh, worth of money. That's that's kind of how I'm, I'm I'm hoping this breaks down. Uh, it's at eight and a half furlong, twenty thousand dollar. Not winners is something. Read the conditions. Get the PPs. Read the conditions. Um, it's California bread. Optional claiming on the turf. I feel like I can get this ticket home safely here if I I take who looks like the you know the horse who should be loose on the lead and pair it with two horses will be, who will be sitting hopefully in a position to have first run at that speed. If it, if it comes up short. So I ended up three deep here. I'm more interested in hearing what Jessica did. What did you think of the final leg of this early pick five? Yeah, no, I'm assuming you're talking about talk less work more on the outside with that lone speed horse. Yep. And yeah, that horse looks like he should win this race based on speed figures, based on the fact that it'll get up front. But I did think that there was a little bit of uh, potential pressure here for him. You have the horse directly to his inside, adding blinkers. You've got Bravestone, the six, who's pretty quick early. Uncle John, uh, that one's outside, can won't be too far back. Four Flag has a couple of quick races to go back to. And Boss Sully can be... Uh, will be pretty close and I'm honestly not sure that one can pass horses so I thought that you know just in case you need to use the 11 but the horses that I would also use with him would be the uh, five worst read Sanchez and the nine uh, developing the way I liked that uh, the nine is getting a class break here dropping in against state breads didn't show a ton in that first start on turf but showed for sure for sure the ability to pass horses and it's probably the best closer in the race so i thought that there was an opportunity for that horse to step up a little more against uh, what's probably going to be a weaker field here um and then the five is just a really consistent honest type of horse who's been chasing the 11 uh consistently throughout his career really but 
I thought that there was a chance that if someone tries to go with the 11, that uh, worse Reed Sanchez could get the job done. I, so I went, of course, three deep, uh, definitely use the 11, talk less, work more. Cause I mean, come on, if, if you're going to sing, if you're, if I were going to single a horse here, it would be the one that I feel like is going to make its own trip. I also feel like the, the turf really kind of moves uh, horses from a little bit off the pace Ford uh, at, at Del Mar. So I, I used three, uh, of course, the 11 being one, but uh, I went a little bit further to the inside with my other two. Uh, Boss Soli at six to one. It's just interesting with the drop back in class from a Cali bred stakes race, but then also returning to the turf where the horse has, uh, you know, it's only three finishes in the trifecta. What I'm hoping is this horse shows more of an ability to stock talk less work more, and then just kind of lets that horse run loose, you know, run loose on the lead. And then whenever they hit the stretch, it's game on and he's trying to run them down. Um, I also use the seven uncle John at 50, 15 to one for Peter Yurton. Um, he puts our man Armando Aguilar back up, uh, you know, for, I think it's fourth straight start on the horse. Uh, Aguilar has been up for all, but one of the career starts stretching out today, but I think should be a player in the early pace, sort of like, uh, Jessica said. And then of course, rounding out with the 11 talk less work more. I don't know about you, but this ticket's a little bit more pricey than I typically like to play my my you know pick five tickets for, uh, even with a single. Uh, I ended up with a ninety dollar ticket on a fifty cent base. Yeah, no, this I mean, it's one of those sequences where you really have to kind of take a stand in a couple of places because there's just so many races where you could literally go with three to five deep without even feeling completely comfortable in some cases. Yeah. I, if I wanted to get bold, I think I could adjust it to where I, I single that, you know, single talk, talk less work more. Um, you know, I kind of think that this juice, you know, the juice might be worth the squeeze here on this pick five ticket because I, I do see just big payout potential. So get ready for this thing to pay roughly 60 bucks. Um, let me go ahead and recap my ticket for you. Uh, first leg, we went with one, four, eight. Second leg, we singled, uh, the six third leg, two, four, nine, 10 fourth leg, two, four, eight, nine, 10. See what I did there. And then the third or sorry, the fifth had three horses, four, seven, 11. Jessica, you want to rattle off what you have? Yeah. In, um, the first race trying to go somewhat conservative. I would do uh, three, six, nine. Then second race, I would go inside. Um, I would go one ten. Then let's see, uh, four, nine, ten. In the third race, we'll go just two eight in the fourth, and then single because um, I agree that that. Um, talk less work more is kind of one of the singles that makes the most sense in the sequence. Yeah. Dude, listen, once we, we could both hit the pick four together. That's, that's the good news. Uh, yeah, since yeah. we're so different in, in race one, uh, Jessica, what do, what do you got going on right now? Anything you want to shout out before we get out of here? Um, not a whole lot. I'm doing work for the Keeneland September sale, but uh, it's too late to get in on that. But if anyone uh, listening is interested in, you know, buying at sales and need someone to do pedigree stuff, I will be available for the October sales, Phasic Tipton, and of course for Keeneland November as well. 
And other than that, I mean, I'm doing YouTube stuff over on Trust the Profits, and I have my blog, hawkstonebloodstock.substack.com, where people can check out my stuff every week. If I, if I, you know, I'll check in with you after I hit this pick five, and then uh, I can let you find me an Uncle Mo Colt, uh, because, not because I'm really that, you know, uh, preferential to Uncle Mo's, it's because I just want to name an Uncle Mo Colt six in the morning. Um <laughs> We see where my priorities lie. All right. That's it. That's the early pick five for Del Mar on Pacific Classic Day. We'll be back tomorrow. When I say we, it might just be me. I don't know yet. Uh, to talk the late pick five, which is all stakes with the Pacific Classic, the big feature. Uh, that's going to do it for us here on the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and we will catch you next time.